Next on BYU Sports Nation, rise up, and BYU football did. The Cougars climbing the national rankings. ESPN College Football Insider back for another match Monday. How good is Virginia, and are style points necessary for the Cougars? Plus, the latest top five non-P5 power rankings. BYU still on top. Who's challenging the Cougars as America's darling? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, back to work on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, September 15th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with one-time McDonald's sous chef, Jerem Jordan. Wow, I didn't know that. It's a plaid Monday, by the way. That it is. <laughs> Should we make that an official Did, thing? Sometimes people are like, do you guys talk like about war? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just wear clothes. Don't yeah, there, work. There have been some people that are like, I see more plaid on BYU Sports Nation than anywhere else. I might go fell a tree after this. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. On Saturday night, I show up to call the BYU Long Beach State women's soccer game. Yeah. And Big I meet, game for them. I meet some fans that have driven all the way from California. Nice. And they said, hey, don't, don't bump into Jerem's car. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they said your name again. And I didn't have the heart to tell them. Like, my, I'm not Jerem. I'm Spencer. But then they sent me a tweet and said, we're so sorry for messing up your name. You deserve more. And I said, you know I don't what? get the car reference. It's, it's, well, I parked next to him. Oh. I parked oh, right next were, to him. Yeah, they're like, oh. yeah, don't hit Jerem Jordan's car. It's about time someone... Uh, <laughs> It's about some time someone was mistook uh, you for me. One time after a volleyball match, this 12-year-old kid comes up. No, wait, was it a volleyball match? A kid came up to me one time and he goes, is Spencer here? And I was like, no, sorry. And he was like, okay, bye. Like, All right, see ya. Anyway, yeah, you, you, deserve, you deserve some of that. And I said, it's That's no funny. big deal. We're one heart, one mind, right? You're like, big deal. No, it's, it's all good. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and start it off with today's Twitter question. Is just winning enough for BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Very open-ended today. At JM Matson 32 Yes! Every team that has busted into the big bowl games over the last decade has had close calls. All that mattered was the zero losses. We'll get into that. From 1984 and 1996 and th- in a little bit. Think about Utah 408. Think about Boise State, TCU, and the Rose Bowl, all those teams. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout on this Monday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Winning is everything. BYU 3-0. and one of 23 teams in all of college football oh, that are 3 0. Undefeated! <laughs> One of 23 teams. It's hard to go 3 0. Third time since 94. First time since 08. There are 34 undefeated teams in college football, but I mean, Cincinnati's 1 0. They've played one game. They look great, though. Gunner Keel. <laughs> IV. <laughs> Again. <laughs> It was good. BYU is one of 16 undefeated teams in the top 25. They move up the rankings. Which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. For 
BYU moved up four spots in the AP poll. But wait! They beat a non-P5 only by eight at home! Guess what? That didn't matter. Teams around BYU lost. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, Louisville, because for losing that game. Louisville lost. Thank you, Louisville, for fumbling the ball <laughs> with the with the lead with five minutes left at your own 25. Then Virginia, who can't get a first down, kicks field goal and wins the game. So BYU moves up four spots to number 21, takes Louisville's spot in the AP poll, BYU now 23 in the coaches. So BYU is 21, so they are in theory better than 22 through 25, right? Clemson, Ohio State, Nebraska, Oklahoma State. That sounds good to me, people. 3-0, BYU the first team to 3-0. But the point is this. Remember Friday how we talked about, oh, the panic. Ah, it wasn't the way you wanted to win, and everyone is disappointed. The national experts didn't even see it that way. BYU fans are so close to the program that they think that anything good or bad is better or worse than it actually is. So, BYU wins, and they move up the polls. That's what happens. I'm telling you, just win. is not in a position to worry about style points to me. Would I love style points? Of course. That's how BYU got into this predicament in the first place. They just crushed, win the game. They crushed Texas, so the nation was like, what? Then Keanu Reeves that, what? We, we know too much. We've, we've risen too much too fast. <laughs> Little tortilla boy. <laughs> YouTube that if you haven't. BYU just needs to win all the games. I'm telling you, if you're worried about... Stop points is a want. Wins are the need. How many of you had BYU ranked higher than Ohio State after three games? No Liars! One, no one had Braxton Miller Liars! ranked, I'll tell you that. <laughs> BYU 21, Ohio State number 22 in the latest AP poll. Noise. Yeah, so there was, there was this discussion of, well, they only beat Houston by eight, and Houston is one and two. Never and complain about a win. Winning... Matters most. There's things you can do better, but I'm saying like, well, win. Like the tone of complaint? No, take it out. You win, and then you go, okay, yeah, BYU can definitely work on penalties, not turning it over, don't give up Hail Marys, Mitchell Jurgens get out of bounds, Taysom Hill, don't throw fluke interceptions into linemen's helmets. helmets. Like there were just some weird stuff that happened. Sure, BYU has things to correct. Of course, they're not perfect. They're not unbelievable right now. But guess what? They're on their way, 3-0. That's the bottom line. Is just winning enough for BYU football? We will ask Trevor Maddich from ESPN coming up, our weekly Maddich Monday segment. Taysom Hill, offensive independent, uh, the independent conference offensive player of the week. Third time in a Give row. Give me a sticker! BYU 3-0, Taysom Hill 3-0 in that category as well. I'm going to put a sticker up for every time Taysom Hill wins an independent offensive player of the week. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Independence! If they're, if they're undefeated and he's a Heisman Trophy candidate, there's a good chance that he might win it every week. Indo- yeah, Everett Golson, Taysom Hill owns you. BYU fans are spoiled, okay? So there's this tendency to get greedy. I love it. Yes, a high standard. A piece of confetti just fell from the ceiling. That's from August 29th. <laughs> from the camp down to How did that happen? That's amazing. The sky is falling. Would you it rather, was Friday, I Would like. you rather go 11-1 and one and win all of those 11 games by a bunch of points and only lose once? Or go undefeated and win by one point each game? Well, that would mean that you beat Savannah State by one point. So I would take issue with that particular game. <laughs> throw and, out Savannah State. And Middle Tennessee. <laughs> throw out, throw, I'm, throw let, out Savannah State, listen, but every other game by one not point. Not every game is going to be close or a blowout. I, I, I think that uh, several BYU games are going to be blowouts, especially in November. But there's going to be some other games that, like at Boise State, just win. At win Central by Florida, one. Great. Just win. This Saturday versus Virginia. Win by one. Great. Just win. Although BYU is favored by 13 and a half or something right now, which is wild to me. Yeah. Virginia only won two games last year. 
They play. They will have played three ranked teams in the first four weeks. I think that Virginia's defense is good. Their offense is okay. How good can Virginia's defense be in a hostile environment? First road game for them. At 4,600 feet. Okay, I mean, this game is not being played in Charlottesville. If BYU was playing in Charlottesville, hey, no, I would be very, very concerned. Ain't nobody in a shirt and tie in Provo for this one, Virginia. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wahoos. Leave your exact. The Who's. BYU has played close games in magical seasons before. Okay? And our point is, it didn't hurt them back then. In 1984, Jeremy told me this this morning, three games, five points or less? What yeah. in the world? Yeah, that happened. Hawaii. Hawaii Wyoming. by five. Air Force and Wyoming by, what, three? Air Force a five-point game. Wyoming a five-point game. Three-point game. Yeah. Even 96. You look at 1996. That team finishes number five with a loss, by the way. That wouldn't happen nowadays. Against Washington, yeah. Yeah. You look at the first game, Texas A&M. You win by four. That's a ranked team. You were just happy to win at all. Texas A&M finished six and five. They didn't go to a bowl game, but it didn't it matter. It doesn't matter what it, it didn't is after. It matter. New Mexico is a three-point game at home in week four. What? BYU is 3-0. Yeah. They only beat New Mexico by three. Then you go to the WAC championship. BYU wins in overtime by a field goal. And then Kansas State, of course, four-point win. And so you had two games in the regular season that were close, that were ugly wins. I would say every win is beautiful in some regard. The way you play, ugly. Sure, I get it. The point being, BYU's 3-0. I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic. At the, oh, 3-0 undefeated. It's fantastic. Now BYU welcomes Virginia on ESPN. On ESPN, because Virginia won that, uh, beat Louisville. I think that's why it's on ESPN, not ESPNU. Because the other one was North Carolina, East Carolina. East Carolina won at, at Virginia Tech the week after Virginia Tech beat Ohio State in the shoe. So this is a big game for BYU on a big stage. And the, they're not in the afternoon anymore. That guy is super happy. That guy's happy. so happy. Because <laughs> this Saturday and the Savannah State game are in the afternoon. Bang. BYU, Virginia, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain on ESPN. This, is, this marks four consecutive games that BYU will be on ESPN. On, mm. on ESPN. BYU's dating the hot chick. Not ESPN 2, not ESPN 3, or you, the ESPN. I'll be honest. When BYU's relegated to ESPNU, it doesn't feel great. That Some games will just be that. But, but if BYU's ranked, that's where a game like this all of a sudden turned into... ESPN is just winning enough for BYU football. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Nate Jepson, winning is not enough for playoffs this year, but should be enough for BYU fans. Undefeated equals national conversation. The playoff is going, it's going, I said it a million times. It's going to take a miracle don't, like, just for don't, BYU to get into the college football playoff. We're talking about the New York Six. Like, there's a chance BYU doesn't get into the New York Six undefeated. I think they do. I think they have a good shot. For the BYU playoff, get, forget about it. For BYU to get into the college football playoff, that would mean that every team would have to have two losses. Two conferences, Minimum. two conference champions would not get in. Okay. Well, who knows? Like, it could be two SEC teams. Who knows? Like, every team would have to lose twice and BYU would be the only undefeated. That's the only scenario where BYU maybe gets in. So don't worry about that. You can't control that. Don't worry about it. Just, Just go win. undefeated. And then if BYU plays in the New Year's Six, that'd be fantastic. You know how many New Year's Day bowl games we always played in? One. One Cotton, Cotton bowl. bowl. Which was not in 96, people. It was in 97. <laughs> that is often said. The 96 got... No, no, no. The 97. That's the beauty of playing we're on not, January 1st. We're not used to the next year playing a game. 
at cold pizza 26. I think a win is a win. So yes, for now that is just fine. You mentioned last week that the 84 team has some squeakers. They won. And we just talked about the three games. Yeah. You're going to have a couple games that aren't like that. We're, we're suggesting the extreme of what if BYU only won, you know, close games the whole way. That's not going to happen. BYU is going to blow some people out. College football is so fickle. I mean, you saw that in that eight-minute, eight-second span against Houston. BYU was dominating. You can't plan for things like that. Mitchell Jurgens gets You can stripped. control several of those things, and that's the good news. Mitchell Jurgens get out of bounds. Hail Mary, don't give it up at the end of the half. You change a couple of plays here and there. The fake punt. Scott Orlando, know where the first down line is or whatever. You eliminate a few of those plays, and it's not so close. Win ugly, I don't care. Just win. Just win. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, BYU women's soccer back on track. They avoided what would have been the first ever four-match losing streak in the history of the program. That's amazing they've never done that. They beat 23rd-ranked Long Beach State 2-0. Ashley Hatch had a career night. The sophomore sensation scoring both of those goals. Thursday against Oregon. Could we... Make that football, too. Can we play Oregon? <laughs> Just fly the BYU football team plays down Oregon too. Thursday and Virginia Saturday. We'll have an unofficial scrimmage on Thursday against the Oregon <laughs> Should have done that with Utah in the spring, man. Women's volleyball, BYU 2-1 and one over the weekend in two different states. Las Cruces, New Mexico, and uh, El Paso. They're shout only 45 minutes away. Shout out to men's volleyball as well. Another good effort. They lost to Argentina at the, the World US. Championships, but Taylor Sanders still represent, man. Yeah. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Trevor Maddich back for another Maddich Monday. Is winning just enough for BYU for him? BYU Sports Nation is back. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcast. And follow our show on Twitter if you don't already, at BYU Sports Nation. Make sure to watch tomorrow night. 8 Eastern, after further review, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon will recap the win against Houston and preview BYU and Virginia as the 3-0 Cougars look to make it 4-0 this Saturday. There's this weird feeling that BYU's 8-point win over Houston wasn't enough. Well, the polls would suggest otherwise. BYU jumps up four spots to number 21 in the AP poll. Our Twitter question today, is just winning enough for BYU football? That said, let's bring in Trevor Maddich. It's another Maddich Monday. Trevor, welcome back to the show. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going great, man. How are you guys? We're fantastic. BYU 3-0, one of 23 teams in college football that are 3-0 right now. Let's start with our Twitter question for you today. Is just winning enough for BYU this season? Yes. No. It depends on what's <laughs> enough for what. You know, I mean, BYU, there's a lot of football left. And the, the players and coaches... Don't look at it from a standpoint of if you run the table, what happens? They look at it from a standpoint of who do we have this week. And I will tell you this, that when I played college and NFL, I almost never knew who the following week's opponent was because I just didn't care. And these guys are that way. But as fans, you know, and as, as, as commentators, we have a lot of fun with this stuff, right? And the thing is, yeah. if, if BYU goes undefeated and they just eke out wins here and there, chances are pretty good they'll end up in the Miami Beach Bowl. But, you know, know, undefeated is undefeated, and that's exciting. If they can, however, become a team that's in the top ten and attractive as a potential at-large selection to one of the New Year's Six Bowls, the contract bowls and the access bowls. And so to do that, I think they would need more than just to eke out wins. Because, unfortunately, this schedule, while it has a lot of tough teams on it, tough wins, 
they don't have a lot of marquee, splashy opponents there that a win would impress the selection committee with strength of schedule. So in some ways, it'd have to be like Florida State last year, where Florida State beat everybody by 40 points. And so, you know, that's why I think BYU, uh, they, they just want to win the game. But for BYU fans that want to see them go play on New Year's Day or even possibly make the Final Four, uh, then they've got to hope BYU runs people out of the stadium. To me, the playoff is unrealistic. I just don't think that BYU gets into the playoff. It's going to be hard enough to get into the New Year's Six. And even then, uh, from the fans' perspective, I think it's too much to expect, hey, let's win and win with style points. It's like, just win. It's not like it's Boise State where you've gotten undefeated several times. It's BYU where it's happened once and it was 30 years ago. Is it unrealistic to expect more than just trying to win every game, Trevor? Well, it is. I think BYU fans are, have been spoiled by BYU success. And Bronco Mendenhall has been incredibly successful. I mean, Lavelle Edwards-style successful over the course of his, his run here. And so BYU fans just expect that. When BYU loses a game, the fans are shocked. And they're upset about it. And the thing is, in college football, how many teams ever go undefeated in any given season? Yeah. Ever. It happens once in a while, but it's, it's, it's very uncommon. And so these days with a 12-game regular season, winning double digits, winning 10 games is a phenomenal success. And yet at places like Alabama, Florida State, USC, BYU, a lot of times that's not enough for their fans. And I think that goes a lot to the credit to the players and coaches who have built that kind of expectation based on their performance. Trevor Mattis, ESPN College Football Analyst, BYU National Champion Center on BYU Sports Nation with us. What's the water cooler talk like at ESPN surrounding BYU after a 3-0 and start? Well, it depends on, on when during that game you were at the water cooler. <laughs> I think in the first quarter, BYU looked like it was running Houston out of the stadium, and the water cooler talk was, wow, these guys are fantastic. Then BYU kept stepping on their own tongue and making dumb mistakes. And the water cooler talk changed to, yeah, BYU's good, but they'll get run out by a top-tier team if they make these kinds of mistakes. So right now, who BYU is is up to BYU. They're good enough to impress everybody on a national level. But they also have shown the, the capability to make mistakes that make – People on the national level, people here at ESPN, wonder if they deserve to be in a New Year's Day Bowl. Because those kinds of mistakes, some teams are good enough to win in spite of them. BYU is not one of those teams. BYU's 3-0. Is it too soon to talk about an undefeated season from the fans' perspective? No, fans should be talking about it preseason. Of course. You know, that's what we're for. You know, then if, if, if BYU doesn't make it, we talk about why they didn't. That's part <laughs> of the fun of it. But the thing is, there are some really tough games. Now, this Virginia team, by the way, uh, preseason at the ACC Media Days, it was almost comical to listen to how the media defined Virginia because they're in the Coastal Division out there. And that, there's no clear favorite in the Coastal Division. There wasn't coming in anyway. And what everybody said out there at the ACC Media Days was, Who's going to win the ACC Coastal? Well, first let's take Virginia out of the mix. Now, any any of those guys could do it. Well, what's Virginia done? UCLA goes out there a top-ten team. Virginia's defense runs Brett Hundley ragged. UCLA can only score one offensive touchdown and only win the game because their defense scored three touchdowns, and they won that game by eight. Then they get Louisville. Louisville is ranked. Louisville, one of the better teams in the country, one of the best offenses in the country, and all Virginia did was beat Louisville. 
So that's two ranked teams. They should have beat them both. And so this Virginia game, if BYU wins it, this will be a tough out. I mean, this Virginia team gets after the quarterback. They penetrate well. They're second in the ACC in sacks right now. And, oh, by the way, BYU is not doing a stellar job of protecting their quarterback, Taysom Hill. Then you go to at Central Florida, at Boise, Nevada. These are tough games. So fans should be talking about the possibility of going undefeated right now because they're 3-0 and for the first time in what? Since Jimmy Carter or something like that? Since 08, but just the third time since 94, Trevor. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, there you go. And I think the fifth time, yeah, so, so it's okay for fans to do it. But BYU has a lot of tough football left to be played and a lot of teams that can beat them. It starts on Saturday on ESPN, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain, against Virginia, who's coming off a win over 21st-ranked Louisville. That defensive front seven is legit, led by Eli Harold. I mean, that guy, that guy looks like an NFL player. What kind of team should BYU anticipate playing at elevation in Provo this year as compared to Charlottesville last year? Well, they should expect a team that's, that's chippy because Virginia's been hearing all offseason and all preseason, all summer, how they're the, the, the weak child left out of the conversation in the ACC. And they knew they were better than that. But nobody else did. And so I, and plus, this is a team that performed very well against BYU last year. Now, there was the goofy rain delay and all the other stuff that happened out there. But, but either way, what BYU can expect is a team that will attack them at the line of scrimmage. Uh, on offense, Virginia will try to establish the run. Good luck, because this defense is one of the best in the country. Not one of the better, one of the best in the country, BYU's. But on BYU's offense, the book is kind of out. What Texas did, what Houston did to attack BYU to various degrees of success or failure was to attack the line of scrimmage. And they see in their scouting that the offensive line is the weak link where they can get an advantage. And sometimes the offensive line has has performed incredibly well. Other times they've been pushed around. So I think what BYU fans need to watch in this game is when BYU has the ball, look at how disruptive – Virginia tries to be from a game planning standpoint to try to make that offensive line of BYU prove that they're getting better week to week. So how much better is the offensive line to you? Vastly better than last year. Vastly better. Last year they were often on the ground and their guy was running free. Now even when even when they're not winning their individual battle, they're still on their feet and fighting. And that's a huge improvement. And this offensive line will be better in November than it is now. Because there, it's still a young offensive line still coming into its own in this system. They've got talent, but they're just not full grown yet as a unit with full chemistry. So, you know, the, the uh, I like I like the offensive line. I'm worried about them now until they grow up and start to shave. The BYU fan base. <laughs> I'm not sure how to recover after that. The BYU fan base panicked to a degree after that eight point win against Houston. There were some close games in your magical 1984 season. In 1996, when BYU went 14-1, there were four games decided by five points or less. It, it didn't turn out to hurt your chances of winning a national championship in 1984, but did those close games, I mean, did, do you feel like it, it, it it's somehow affected you or slowed you down in terms of national exposure and, and respect? No, I think everybody knew that we were so thoroughly dominant that those things didn't matter, and we were better looking. So, oh, clearly. You know, and you were shaving. And every year that goes by, we get better looking and more dominant. The thing <laughs> is, that year, because of strength of schedule, had we gone undefeated, and say, let's say Washington or Oklahoma or one of those other teams had gone undefeated, I think they would have had a better 
case for deserving to be the national champion. Now, I think we were as good or better than anybody in the country, but that's not the only criteria. There's good enough and there's deserves it. And we had both because when we won it in 84, we were good enough. Man, I, I've looked back at those, those highlight tapes, and I see a bunch of NFL-caliber players on both sides of the ball and guys that went on to Pro Bowls in the NFL. I mean, this was a, this was a, ter- a terrifically talented team that we had. But we also had a lot of help. Because as we continue to win games, teams ahead of us continue to lose. And not just to other top teams. I mean, South Carolina was ranked ahead of us late in the season. They lost to a Navy team that was, I think, six or three and six at the time or something. So this BYU team would need the same thing, not just to get into the top four, but also to probably get into one of the New Year's Six Bowls. If BYU goes undefeated, but not enough other teams lose, then BYU probably you know, won't end up playing New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. But if BYU goes undefeated, regardless of how they do it, and they get the same off-the-field help that we got, then they have a chance to do some very special things from a, a standpoint of what comes their way from outside the program. But all they control is who they play this week. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, you can't control how other people play. So I just say, don't worry about it. Just try and win. And if you can win with style, that's great. Trevor, what's the biggest reason BYU's 3 0? The biggest reason BYU's 3 0 is that their talent is better now than it's been in a long time. They committed a ton of penalties against Houston. They had, against Texas, they faced a team that, that was actually more dangerous than people give them credit for and took advantage of some big plays. Um, uh, a ton of penalties against Houston, a ton of penalties against UConn. And the Houston team, I think, was good enough to beat BYU and beat them handily in years past with those kinds of mistakes that BYU made because the, the, the turnovers, the, all the things that BYU did that Houston didn't really contribute to, they were just BYU's problem. And... But BYU's talent has risen to the point that teams on the level of Houston, which is a very good team, this Texas team, which has a very good defense, BYU's talent can overcome their mistakes. But you don't want to be the team that's better than most. BYU wants to be the best. And to beat those teams that are the best, you can't make those mistakes. And so that's why I think right now they're 3-0. and Their talent is fantastic. But in order for them to go 4-0, and they'd better cut out those mistakes. Certainly there's something to be said about being minus three in the turnover category and still beating Houston by eight points, right? Oh, there is. And, and the thing is, when that, that end of the second half, or excuse me, second quarter, materialized, I'm watching that game. And I'm just telling myself this is going to fall apart. Houston's going to get back into this, and and, and that's exactly what happened, you know. And when you look at that um, uh, fumble during the two-minute drill, where Taysom Hill completes a pass deep down the left side, and the receiver, instead of going out of bounds, when now he gets corralled, he tries to make an extra two or three yards. That's a mental mistake. But Houston was fired up by that. They came back and scored a touchdown. And when you score a touchdown on a Hail Mary, Hail Marys never work. Right. That whole Houston team ran off to buy a lottery ticket at halftime. <laughs> and they had that to go to Mesquite. Never works. You know, and so little things like that can turn an entire football game. And, and I don't credit Houston for ripping that ball out. I credit the BYU receiver for not stepping out of bounds like he was coached to do. So this is where, you know... These are things that are exasperating. Now, having said that, am I down on the team? No way. I'm incredibly encouraged that they're able to win against quality opponents even when they're making mistakes that in the past have cost them games. Yeah, go ahead, Jeremy. 
I was going to say, now that a couple games have been played, who is the toughest opponent on BYU's schedule now? Central Florida is, I thought, maybe the toughest test. They're 0-2 now. Granted, they played two tough games. Is Virginia possibly the best team left on BYU's schedule? Yeah, Virginia might be. Hmm. Virginia might be because they, they've had two games against top 10 teams. They're 1-1, one and one and they should be 2-0. and oh. And that, that tells you a lot about Virginia. And when it comes to um, Central Florida, I think Central Florida might be, and I would say is, still the best team uh, on BYU's schedule. And the reason is, even though they're 0-2, they, they lost a goofy game in Dublin, Ireland, yeah. in the opener to Penn State. That Missouri team that they faced won the SEC East last year. Yeah. And it, that's a very good team, and they were on the road. BYU gets Central Florida in Orlando. and On a Central Thursday. Fo- Right, and so good. They'll have a chance to really showcase here. And darn it, Central Florida, I wish they would have won at least one, if not both of those games, so the nation would know how good they are. But Central Florida lost their quarterback to the near the top of the NFL draft, Blake Bortles. But pretty much every other key contributor to their Fiesta Bowl championship team last year, they beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl last year. Most of those guys are back. And so this is a deep group of skilled players, as good a group of wide receivers and running back as there is really in the country. They're in that top tier, probably top ten. Now, their defense is incredibly athletic. Their star of their defense is a linebacker, which is a problem when you're relying on a rushing mobile quarterback because fast athletic linebackers are needed to take you down. This Central Florida team, if BYU is able to win it, will be uh, an incredible quality win that they won't get credit for because of the way Central Florida started the season. There are few harder-working men in college football media, the world of it anyway, than Trevor Maddich. Trevor, we have the massage uh, chairs ready to go for you in Studio B. Anytime you can get over here to help you uh, recuperate after so much uh, busy craziness early in the college football season. You know, that, uh, that would be too much to hope for. Right now all I'm trying to do is put one foot in front of the other, and you've just given me hope for a, a kind of heaven that I can't even remember what it's like. So keep that in mind for me and remind me when the season's over. You got it. Thanks, Trevor. All right, guys. BYU in Virginia on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain on ESPN. The mothership comes calling once again for BYU football, led by Taysom Hill, the Athlon Independent Player of the Week as well. Anyone else want to name Taysom Hill something? (laughs) He's the BYU Sports Nation Independent Offensive Player of the Week as well. Trevor Maddich on Virginia. We're going to talk a little bit more about what BYU will see on Saturday with this unknown unknown mystery Virginia team. We're not sure what's going to be. I feel like I know more about them than Houston. Do you really? Well, because I've watched both their games. Okay. Well, maybe so. Well, two of them. We break down the Maddox Monday comments up next on BYU Sports Nation. You're listening on BYU Radio and watching the simulcast live on BYU TV. This is Zach Stout, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Trivia question. Who is the man to provide the first points in the win against Houston on Thursday? Trevor Sampson? Zach Stout. Oh, Zach Stout, of course. 2-0. With the safety. That's right. Welcome back to BYU yeah, I wasn't Sports even Nation. Listening, was I? <laughs> <laughs> I need you here, Jerem. Where are we? I need you here. What's going on? Boy, somebody calls me Jerem, and now Dallin you're doing like the big show. 
Is it Moose Bingham? <laughs> Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, BYU Radio, and BYU TV. That's how we roll. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUsportsNation.com. Listen to this. One lucky fan will win a trip for two to the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl with our BYU Sports Nation Tank Your Fandom to South Beach contest. All you have to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, then post a tweet using the hashtag BYUSNMiami. The contest ends October 4th, the day of reckoning for Utah State. Somebody asked me if we're holding hands in that picture that they put out. Really? <laughs> no, we're not holding hands. Come why on. You, why would you even bring that up? <laughs> oh, the day okay. of reckoning is actually Friday, October 3rd. So, yeah, 0 for 2 to start this segment. Can we start this over? <laughs> 3, 2, and 1. For and some, welcome back for to some, BYU Sports For Nation. some reason, that's a thing with, like, TV people like, okay, i got to count down and then pause, and then we'll go. They all you do it a different way, though. You just need an edit point for the editor after the fact when you're taping, like, your voiceover. It doesn't have to be three, two, and one. The surgery was <laughs> successful. At what, you know, it's like, what? They're trying just to make pause. it easier. They're trying to make it easier go. for the editors, okay. but really it makes it more annoying. Just go. Here we go. And then start. What? Three, two, and one. Some people will pause. Three, two, one. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Super annoying. Hashtag B- TV problems. BYU, 3-0, winning Three, is two, everything. One and oh. Trevor Maddich just joined us on BYU Sports Nation. We'll dive into what he said in just a moment. And uh, remind you to, tu- to, t- to tune in, to tweet in Segment's using the hashtag really well BYUSN. So is just winning <laughs> enough for BYU? Is it enough? Yes. Do you, if you feel otherwise, for you, what though? For what? That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is the real question. Is, is it winning enough, enough to, for what? I think to me, it's is it enough to get into the New Year's Six, one of those bowl games? I find it very hard with how things shake out right now because there are six open spots in the New Year's Six. Well, with three, the way the rotation, three goes, bowls that three are three bowl games, but six open spots, right? So five essentially, because the group of five will have somebody in there. Okay, fine. But there are more open spots well, this fine. year. That's just how, that's are, what it is. I said fine. There are more open spots this year than there we will be in, in following years. <laughs> okay, so BYU's chances yes. are better this year. That's what's weird. Understand this. Certain bowls have contracts with certain conferences, right? This year it happens to be three open bowl games for BYU. I believe the next year it's only one. Only one has, like, at-large ability. Hmm. So the, the, the odds are in their favor. <laughs> yes, they are. This December, <laughs> the capital is, yeah. Trevor Maddich just joined us, ESPN college football expert and insider. Maddich Mondays always delivering. Let's talk about uh, some things that he brought up, and I want to start with the offensive line. You asked him point blank. How good has the offensive line play been for BYU this year? He said vastly year? improved. Mm. That's saying something because he played on probably the best offensive line ever compiled or so like put together here at BYU. Yeah, they were good. They were good in 84 for sure. So he has perspective on that. Played in the NFL, of course. Yeah, BYU's O-line is improved. I think the fact that we're not talking about the O-line very much is a really positive thing. There were some moments against Houston where I was like, eh, okay, you know, Taysom's running too much. He, he doesn't have enough time to, to drop back and make his I reads. think in that situation, Taysom uh, felt like, you know what, I'm not going to fumble the ball, but I might throw a pick if I, if I throw it. Just the chances of... That are less, and he. What's his strength? Running the ball. So he Just made sure win. BYU won the game, especially on the penultimate and the last drive. He took. Yeah, it. I said penultimate. <laughs> the second to last and what? last drive. Yeah, he took it upon himself. So the offense, but the offensive line vastly improved, and they needed to be. 
I mean, this goes back to our conversations in May and yeah. June. Like, as good as Taysom Hill can be, ultimately, BYU will be a very special club and a great football team if the offensive line can deliver. And thus far, yeah. I think they have. Are They've they done a, a good job. When you say club, I'm like, are they a soccer team or a baseball team now? A good ball club. <laughs> hey, BYUFC. BYU also needs some help with teams around them. For any magical season to take place, they, they need help. I'm not so sure about that. Really? Nor do I worry about it. Okay, I know you're, not, I know you're not worried about it, but if BYU, the, every team needs help, right? Every team in America to have uh, the magical season needs at least a little bit of luck and some help. Within games? Like like lucky bounces is that or, teams or are you losing talk- around them like just win all your games you're going to be in a good position. Okay, well BYU. I would, think if you BYU's were, undefeated, that they're not in the Miami Beach Bowl. Okay, I think that too. But BYU, I'm not talking about the Miami Beach Bowl. We're talking about the magical season, going to the playoff. Trevor, BYU's even, not going to the playoff. Trevor, Why are we having this discussion? Trevor even told us if South Carolina and Nebraska or whatever had been undefeated, they would have had a better argument to win the national championship than yes, BYU. But yes. those teams lost. That's what I'm saying. You need other teams to lose. Yes. Well, what, what is the goal? I, I don't even think we should converse about BYU's possibility in the playoff. I, don't, I think it's that slim to where it doesn't matter. It's the New Year's Six, people. It's not the playoff. BYU's not getting into the playoff. There's no way. It would take a miracle. Mark it down. Yeah. It would, everyone, here's, here's, there's no way. Here's the way. Everyone would have to have two losses. Everybody. That will not happen. That will not happen. Listen, go undefeated. Your best case scenario is New Year's Six. You play in New Year's Day game. You're still playing a good team. You can play the fifth best team in the country. If you win that game, you, you could finish top four. You could finish number three. Trevor Maddich of ESPN on a Maddich Monday talking everything from offensive line to what type of team BYU will see in Virginia. He uses the word chippy. They're going to come in because... That, he, he relayed that quote to us. Well, who's going to win the Coastal, Vi- Coastal Division? Take out Virginia. Virginia. Everybody else has a chance. <laughs> I think that Virginia sees this as a huge opportunity. A road game against a ranked team. They have confidence because they beat BYU in the same personnel, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and those guys. I think they think they're going to come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and win. But because the game's in the afternoon, and it's on ESPN, and BYU's writing this momentum, I think LES is going to be packed. I think that people are going to get to the game that couldn't make it Thursday because it's not a Thursday anymore. And that BYU has a very different game plan. It's not wet. It's not the first game of a new offense. Uh, B- Virginia's defense is good. The offense is okay. B- BYU, what did I look up a minute ago? Third in the country in rushing defense right yeah. now or something? They gave up 10 rushing <laughs> yeah, yards. Only to 10. That helps the average. <laughs> 54 a game. Uh, Kevin Parks is a good little running back. The returning leading rusher in the ACC, by the way, of all running backs. But I think BYU can handle Virginia. Because they'll outscore them. BYU I think the Virginia, offense, BYU's offense greater than Virginia's. On the mothership, Saturday afternoon, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain. Is just winning enough for the current state of BYU football? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Sports Bros. For playoff? No. For playoff. New Year's 6? Yes. Yeah. Finish, finish the rest of it. For irrational BYU fans? Never. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Win with star points, baby! BYU will blow some teams out on the schedule this year. They will, yeah. And you hope they pull a few more Texases. Texases. Hopefully it's like, hopefully Virginia is like Texas. If BYU can just crush Virginia, in the polls. But if BYU beats Nevada by like three or what, like, 
Are we getting to the point where it's like, oh, man. I'm telling you, don't be picky and That's wins. a bad Just win. Don't. There's no such thing as a bad win. Have you ever For, heard... for BYU. Now if, you're, now, if you're Florida State and you barely beat Sanford or something, that's bad. But, but. BYU isn't Florida State, and that's the point I think yeah, we're take trying out, to take make. Take out the FCS teams. Like, if BYU barely beat... Uh, if BYU beats Middle Tennessee by seven on the road, okay, it's like, well, wait, what happened? You won, good. But that's a little weird. You're going to encounter some adversity. It's like Cal and UCF and Boise State and Utah State. Just win those games. Utah State not looking like a threat, by the way. Chucky Keaton got hurt. Best, best of luck to Chucky. I hate that he's getting hurt like this. Hate to see a guy that's so yeah. talented go down again. Is just winning enough for BYU at Troy B. Adams? Depends on for what. For fans, what else is there? For inclusion, it will take winning and some strategic losses by Power 5 teams. That's what I'm saying. Style points for what? That's what I've been saying the whole time. You need they play teams- turned down for what at the Houston game, by the way. This is In not your Lavella father's Stadium. Brigham Young football team. <laughs> Up next like, on BYU what is Sports going Nation. On? Who else is garnering attention across the nation? The top five, non-P5, latest poll on BYU Sports Nation. Keep it here. Third down for what? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan still hanging out. This Saturday, countdown to kickoff is at 2.30 Eastern time as we get you set for BYU and Virginia. Watch the show, and you get a chance to see the guys warm up on the field, see the unis. It's a, it's a whiteout, so wear white wherever you are watching the game. This week, uh, 2.30 Eastern this Saturday, BYU and Virginia. Speaking of countdown to kickoff, mm-hmm. if any of you saw the September 11th edition, awesome. With the flag. Oh, it, I, I'll be honest. We'll be hard-pressed to produce a show like that again because it's 9-11. There's a lot that comes with that, of course. The, the game festivities or remembrances of 9-11 were tremendous. I thought we talked about it last week. They were great. Um, not to mention we had the use of the Skycam. Thanks, Espen. Yeah, the it was sky great. cam was fantastic. So it, it looked really good, uh, and BYU won on, on a national stage. It was a great night. And the way BYU treated 9-11, remembered 9-11, that was great. Is just winning enough for BYU? A ton of opinions on this, and we left it really open for that reason. We want to hear what you think. Most of it is like, well, for what? Is it enough for what? <laughs> I just keep thinking of turned down for what every time. Turned down for what? <laughs> they <laughs> the played most it popular twice. song in the world. They played it twice on Thursday night. Wow. Yeah. I, you looked at me the first time. You were like, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> we play normal music here? <laughs> What's going on? You know what we should do right now? I do. The, it's the top five non-P5 power rankings on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Every week, this is a BYU Sports Nation special. We rank the top five non-Power 5 teams in college football across America. It's become a little easier with BYU at one. Yes, it Whoops. has. Spoiler alert! Uh. Let's start it at number five. Number five, Boise State. The Boise State Broncos back in the non-P5 top five after a win at Connecticut. It was a three-point game in the fourth quarter in East Hartford. What's up with that? Yeah, they, that was a little weird that they played such a close game with the Huskies. They did end up winning by 17. A late pick six kind of like exaggerated the score a bit. But Boise State 2-1. and one. They handled Colorado State, a decent Colorado State team, after they beat Colorado. So I think Boise, Boise State, State has improved. They're not going to be an eight-win team again. I think they'll go 10-plus. They'll be a solid opponent when BYU plays oh, in yeah. Boise in October. Oh, yeah. Number four. 
number four, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Holy cow. Yeah, I watched that whole game. Gunnar Keel was terrific. Six touchdowns. The most touchdown passes in a debut by any FBS quarterback ever. You might think, wait a minute. Mark Wilson threw seven in his first career start. Mark Wilson had played prior to that game. It wasn't his first <laughs> game ever. So Gunnar Keel uh, impressed for sure. Cincinnati looked good. Granted, they played Toledo. Toledo got back in that game. So I don't know about the Cincy D, but they had two buys to start the week. So number four is Cincinnati. Boise State five, Cincinnati four. Let's keep it going. Number three, we are Marshall. Yeah, the thundering herd led by Rakeem Cato at number three this week. All they right, all right. They haven't played anybody. but They won't all year. Exactly. But they're 3-0? They might go undefeated. If they go undefeated. If, if they go undefeated, they're going to be waving from a distance to BYU in whatever bowl game they play. At Miami of Ohio, win. Versus Rhode Island, win. And versus Ohio, win. They have play they, at Akron. Have they played a Division One opponent? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> because everyone's D1, yeah, FCS and FBS. That's true. Um, at Akron. So LeBron James is going to suit up for the Zips, and he'll see what he can do against Marshall. It's going to be awesome. In Northeast Ohio, everything <laughs> nothing, is, nothing is given. Everything is earned. <laughs> Boise State, Cincinnati, and Marshall were down to the final. Who's number two is the big Ooh. question. Number two. East Carolina. The Pirates. Thank you very much. Arr. Upset Virginia Tech on the road. Good game. Yarg. Yeah. They were up 21 to nothing in that game. Shane Carden. Virginia Tech came all awesome. the way back to tie it at 21. Then Shane Carden had a dynamic afternoon. So they, they win 28-21. And East Carolina, their only loss is by 10 at South Carolina, the same South Carolina they team needed that to knocked win off that. Georgia. They needed to win that to have a shot to kind of be the best non-P5 out there. There was some talk of who has the best schedules of non-P5 teams. It was BYU, and it was East Carolina. They lost one of those. But they played a tough one early and on the road at South Carolina. BYU, I don't know that BYU plays a game like that all year. At South Carolina? Mm. And who is America's darling? <laughs> number one, BYU. Oh, oh number one. Oh, 21st-ranked team in America as of today, according to the AP poll, number 23 in the coaches' poll. By the way, we put Boise State as five just so we could get a BYU opponent in there. Naturally. We could have put – who was the other one we were thinking about putting in there? Uh, Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois is 3-0. Northern Illinois is 3-0. Uh, yeah. But really – Cincinnati, no, I mean, BYU's Miami well, Beach Bowl opponent discussion. if they don't go Who wins that game, Boise State or Northern Illinois, if you put them up against each other? You would think Boise State, but you're playing into program prestige there. I don't know anyone on Northern Illinois' team. BYU for the second consecutive week tops our non-P5 top five power rankings. <laughs> no one else is doing that. <laughs> the Cougar Whip Around hits next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan about to wrap up another loaded Monday edition. Spencer, of BYU do you know Sports what time Nation. it is? I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU moved up four spots in the AP poll to number 21 and is now number 23 in the coaches' poll. The Cougars host Virginia. 3.30 Eastern this Saturday. Countdown to kickoff is live at 2.30 Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL. Virginia getting some votes, by the way. Week two in the books in the That's NFL. Cute. Ziggy Ansah had four tackles Ziggy. and a half sack in Detroit's 24-7 loss at Carolina. Brett Kiesel. Back with the Steelers, recorded a sack in Pittsburgh's 26-6 loss to Baltimore on Thursday. On the other side, Dennis Pitta, three catches, 30 yards in his game. Soccer. 
BYU snapped a three-game losing streak Saturday with a 2-0 win in Provo against Long Beach State thanks to two goals from sophomore Ashley Hatch. BYU hosts Oregon Thursday at Stop 9 Eastern live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Nevada. A- Ash smash. Women's volleyball. The ninth-ranked Cougars lost Friday to 14th-ranked Colorado State in Las Cruces, New Mexico. But on Saturday, the Cougars rebounding, beating UTEP in El Paso, Texas. That's right. They moved to a different state. Then back to New Mexico State in Las Cruces later that night. Hey, two wins out of three. When you're playing two different states, that's not bad. The Cougars travel to Taysom Hill's hometown of Pocatello, Idaho, for a matchup with Idaho State tomorrow. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA lost to Argentina in five sets yesterday at the World Championships in Poland, bowing out in the second round. Sander now prepares for his pro team season with Calzadonia Verona in Italy. Let's go, Verona's. The women's golf team at BYU at the Dick McGuire Invitational in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, future guests this week. Steve Young will join us again. Woo! Blaine Fowler, Michael Elisa, Nate Austin, who dropped off his shoe on the set and a jersey right in your face. Uh, he'll join us later in the <laughs> oh, week He didn't as well. drop it. He chucked that <laughs> thing in my face. Bang! Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com Um... I can't think of anyone else, so Taysom Hill, yeah. three-time Offensive Independent Player of the Week. He's undefeated in that category. Everett Golson yeah. is really upset about that. Yeah, Not- yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's so mad. Taysom Hill, we also, just beat the, Purdue. also the Athlon Independent Player of the Week. Twitter and questions- the BYU Sports Nation Offensive Independent Player of the Week. <laughs> Twitter question today, is just winning enough for BYU football? Let's go to the tweets. Tweet, tweet. At Harper underscore Inc. In order to get to New York si- uh, New Year's Six, absolutely. In order to have an outside chance at the playoff, highly doubt it. Just take the play. To me, take the playoff out of it. Re- New Year's Six is not a lock, let alone, oh, the playoff. Like, it's way out there. I don't know. At Crazy Coog Fanatic. Winning makes everything better. National people seem to be taking notice. Clean up yeah. the mental errors. Yeah. Heal up players. Absolutely. Hey, thanks to Trevor Maddich and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation on demand at BYUSportsNation.com and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Jackson Brown. Go beat diggers. Here's Nate Austin shoe. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow in Radio Vision at noon Eastern. Win it!